0: My name is Albert Noah, and at long, long last, after what feels like a few weeks, we finally got our first Not the 90s show underway. Uh, it is the first pod of the season. Unfortunately, being a professional commentator does take its toll, and trust me, I cannot tell you how hard it's been to maintain uh, a decent schedule particularly when you're following sides in the top seven in the in 72 but we're not the 92 and the most important thing about that is we are focused only on the national league and below on this podcast and my goodness what a what's a season it's been so far just the odd four games gone in the premier division and f- Somewhat five or more or so more in the top in the top two divisions, step four, step five, have been entertaining to follow. I'm glad to be here to bring it to you all, and I've been so excited to finally get this podcast underway. We've been me, Tom, and um, and Co have all been busy following the fortunes of various clubs. Tom does a lot of Premier League commentary nowadays, so that's why he's half most of the time not available. Can't blame him for that because. We are strapped for time to keep up with the National League, but he does his best. I've been following United's fortunes in the EFL; their first season following on from their historic title victory last year in the National League. So there's been a lot of what we have been uh, getting our hands into. Greg's been busy all over the UK watching games as a fan as well as. Uh, Keeping an eye on matters up in Scotland, and Oliver Smiley a cameraman nowadays, but recently did his first commentary. So, a a thrilling thing, and I'm excited that we've all had pastures spread out over the last uh, year and a half or so. But, I'm here tonight because we need to fill that void that's been our, not not the 92 hiatus. Obviously our last show was before the final of the European Championships in In England and Italy, And, oh, what was the penultimate show of our Euro, not the 92 series? Uh, It was quite safe to say we kind of abandoned that because of, um, let's just say, quite a lot of depression, disappointment, and overall pride over the fact that England made it to the final. Which just, the the sheer disappointment on its own overwhelmed us. And myself, Tom and co took a uh, while to recover from that. So... There was no. That was one of the reasons why there was no pod for a while. But we said we'd come back before the national league started to preview preview the season and give it a fair crack at what we thought give it a fair crack at what we think would be a good season for some of these teams who'd be the contenders who'd be the main protagonists in the race to the football league, or for those who are restarting their hopes of being in that hunt. In next season's national league from the national leagues north and south, extremely competitive leagues. All three of them. We also have a little dabble over at the FA Cup, which, I, um, as I've recorded, this is on. We are on uh, going on Saturday night. So this map these matches have taken place. Some are being played on Sunday, but. All I can tell you is, my goodness, what a weekend of football we've had in the National League. And no better time than the present to dig through it. This won't be a long show. It probably is going to be condensed to just uh, just the particular results from today uh, being the 4th of September. And some of the FA Cup, as well as my predictions for the upcoming season. Which will probably limit us to 40 or 5, 44, 45 minutes. So... Not too long to, not too much time to waste. Let's hope you enjoy it. And I'm sorry it took so long for us to finally get back onto it, but someone had to do something. So I've taken the reins for today. We'll hope to have Tom and Co back from next week when we have another week off. We have another week to prepare for the next wave of football matches in the EFL. But let's not let's not waste too much time. First and foremost. I wanna share our sponsors, Mood Party, our support sports with a great theme song, A Stranger Living in My Head, so please check them out on Spotify Deezer, Apple Music, any of your favourite music listening platforms, they're there to they're there with great songs, great apparel. You can always check them out. And also is a big support of our podcast, is Family Sports. Shout out to them for providing us with brothers with their sport for, for this pod they have a fantastic array of non-league kits and variety of attire for your club so if you want to get yours in your team and wear some of the wear some of the finest uh apparel non-league has to offer variety sports are those guys so go over and check them out so it's been a while let's first of all wrap up what we've been up to during this little period. So I mentioned at the start, since the European Championship final, which ultimately was a disappointing night, best part of what is almost now 54-something days ago, England were heading into that as favourites. We were all very excited. We put our National League caps on, uh, on the shelf for a bit while we all rooted for England as they made it to their first major tournament final in over 60 years. Well... It went well in the beginning. Luke Shaw struck a fabulous volley after three minutes before a bit of a crumble at the back for England. saw Jordan Pickford drop the ball inside a six-yard area. Leonardo Bucci topped it home. We all thought there and then that, well, things could just get a little bit better, but we kind of didn't get what we wanted. Uh, went the, it went the distance, despite some shirt-pulling, some tackling, many substitutions, to the dreaded penalty shootout, which England fans had hoped we'd have all gotten over after our World Cup exploits. But sadly, it didn't happen that way. And sure enough, England lost on penalties again. Missed penalties from Marcus Rashford, Saka, and Jadon Sancho all contributed to Italy's success and becoming new European champions. So, obviously, a bit overdue on our podcast, but big congratulations to Issa and anyone who from uh, from the Tricolore uh, comes who, who listens to us. We wanted to really uh, uh, belatedly congratulate you on your fantastic success in the European Championships, a wonderful achievement, and you've duly earned your right to be called Champions of Europe. We were, dis- we were as Englishmen, all very depressed and a bit disappointed for quite a while... After that, but we thought that you know we needed some time off to recover from that. We didn't think we'd take that long because of the past years we've all gone on. So I mentioned already uh, Tom Mitchell's now doing Premier League matches for uh, for an independent company. So he's commentating on those uh, on every week, and it's good for him. He's a very very good commentator and excellent football has excellent football brain. So big props to him. Meanwhile, obviously, to stress this greatly, myself, Tom, uh, Tom at some occasions, Tom Mitchell, Oliver Smart, and uh, Greg Clark have been doing other things. I've been focusing on I just at the beginning of the podcast with Saturday United's journey in the Football League. After their incredible promotion again in May of this year, they had a long period between the end of the season to the beginning of this one, preparing Gander Green Lane to specify or reach the regulations that the EFL have asked of them so that they are able to play football there but also to encourage further uh to encourage a much more you know pleasant experience for opposing teams and others whenever they come to Old Old Trafford whenever they come to um whenever they come to South London and sure enough Gander Greenland was a Buzzing place when they played Oldham, a fantastic venue. Say so could be several Hartlepool, who made it up after a fantastic playoff final against Torquay. They've had somewhat of a tricky start for the season, but they'll be looking to improve in near quick time, hopefully, sooner rather than later. So where does that leave us now with the National League? Well, coming down for League 2, we have two of the longest-serving EFL clubs coming down into the division for the first time in you know, over for a fair odd while. For well, for and it's been over a hundred years that they've been in the EFL, but this is their first season out of the division. Meanwhile, for Grimsby they only went up in 2016 on the, via the playoffs, so this is their first appearance back at this level in five years. The season so far has seen some interesting, uh, some interesting plot twists and turns throughout, and. There's certain ties who are feeling that they could be the the next Sutton, the next Barrow or Leighton Orient, the last three winners of the National League to secure automatic promotion into the division. Who knows though, who knows what there could be to offer in terms of quality and 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 team success this season. A fair of the contenders that BT Sport in particular picked out are are of interest because they all they all agreed <laughs> Uh, a little while ago, that the likes of Chesterfield and Wrexham would be there and thereabouts, Stockport too. So I thought, very quickly, I'll run you through who in the National League, according to BT, because they're the most qualified things. they have the rights holders to show us the most football, uh, well we're just erratic non-league fans, who they thought should win the league. And I'll give you my thoughts very, very quickly, before we get into the results of this particular day. So, starting with Aaron McLean, former Peterborough, Hull City striker, and had a good career down in the National League level, he is predicted in terms of the league winners, Stockport, to be the t- side that win the title. They did well last season. Don't know if they will. Uh, let's see. if I don't know if they'll threaten in uh, <laughs> in any case, but we'll see. We'll see. I think they've got a very good team. They've still retained the likes of John Rooney. Uh, in their sides and others, so who knows what they'll do. Chesterfield and Dagenham and Redbridge are his ones to watch. Adam to the commentator along with Adam Virgo, the two Adams, have decided that Chesterfield would win the league as champions. I mean, they've just brought in Kabogashi Shimanga and and James Rose who's only been there for half a, half a year. There's plenty of, has plenty of you know, tactical analysis overhauled that team. There's so much potential in there. Uh, but there's a difference between their promotion winners. Somerset's gone with Notts County. Stockport in is what Adam Virgo has uh, committed with, and who knows? Maybe, maybe there could be a chance. Stockport could be one of the serious contenders in this season. We'll wait and see. Sable could be said from Adam Virgo's point of view for Dagenham and Redbridge. He's also put them as the one to watch. Whilst Adam Somers- Somerset, says Solihull Moors are the team that you need to keep your eyes peeled on. Chris Hargreaves, ex-Torquay United and Oxford man, who's played at this level with the with the goals, has decided that Wrexham will win the league. Obviously, the big bucks of of R R has Messrs uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElherney has been well documented recently. Who knows though if they'll be able to provide the the, ab- the not only the financial power but also the team on the pitch can provide the necessary tools to succeed at at this level. They've done it before, they can do it again. Chris Sargis also says Torquay will recover from their playoff blushes after a dramatic final against uh, Hartlepool, which saw them lose on penalties. And, well, just based on the start of their season, it doesn't look like they're going to be there any time soon, but who knows? We'll see, hey? Grisby Town is also his team of focus, as he's also played for Grisby before, as Greaves. But uh, they're a side that obviously coming down will be ones to watch. Who knows what they'll be able to do. Uh, Grant Holt, who's a uh, former Norwich Barrow uh, striker, he's got Southend to win the league. And then Grexham and Bromley as his ones to watch. Grexham team to win the playoffs. And presenter Matt Smith has picked Stockport, Chesterfield and Eastley as his sides to keep an eye on. Well, uh modest claims from each of them but if i'm frank and this is as frank as i can be at the moment i think some of those predictions are near on correct there's a few that seem that seem to have the right protagonists in there but just based on the way the season started not some of those names haven't even reached the top of the division and time will tell if they'll be able to handle that pressure in the next few weeks or so in terms of the way the season's been so far in the National League top division. Oh well. Let's see. Uh, starting with the top four currently. Today, at the moment, the top of the table has Dagenham Redbridge, Chesterfield, Borentwood and, and Notts County. The top four sides all unbeaten, along with Grosby, are uh, all unbeaten. The start of the season for Zagano has been amazing. Three wins in a row uh, against Stockport, a uh, stunning victory on the opening day, before wins away to uh, away to home um, to Bromley and away to Chester- uh, Barnet. Saw them come away with nine out of nine. The heading into t- heading into today against Wilston, were on the back foot for a little while at home before an equaliser from George Saunders put them into a. Put them back into a position where they wouldn't lose their hundred percent record, but they would remain unbeaten, drawing two-two. So there's are top of the league with the, more or less the highest scoring, uh, the highest scoring team in the division with eleven goals so far in the national league. How incredible is that? i mentioned James Rowe and Chesterfield. Like not like Daggers, they have started brilliantly. Dale Marton have set a massive, I uh, said a massive. Uh, target for themselves with the way they've started the season. Same could be said for Chesterfield obviously, they've been looking to redeem themselves after last season bringing in Danny Rowe and the likes of uh, players like uh, Kwasi Asante and Kabongo Shimanga they've got such a strong attack they've got a good midfield there's plenty of potential in that side to not only be able to contend but push further into the top into the top three maybe this season. Well, the vit- victories of two goals to nil in three straight games against Aldershot, Wilston and Kings Lynn put them into inside that top five at the early early point of the season while a draw today against Bromley drawing 2-2 despite leading 2-1. Thanks to a great strike from George Carlin and Manny Oyeleke they may have given them hope to be a three points at the end of the day, but couldn't hold out towards the end. Michael Sheik scored twice in against Chesterfield uh, today, opening the scoring and equalising at the very end. Some season for him. So he's season for him already. Last season's top scorer, he's already at it at the start of this one. Third at the moment is Boreham Wood. Three wins in a row for them as well. All of them... Uh, two wins by one goal to nil against Aldershot and Dover, while a tuna win on the opening day against Weymouth have seen them start the season with relative comfort and some good momentum as well. However, another draw today against Stockport County, who I'm surprised to say are struggling at the start of the season. We'll touch on them in a a moment or two once I finish the top five, but an interesting start to the season. The game didn't have many chances, a lot of a lot of uh, pundits will have been thinking before that game, maybe that will be the match that will decide if we're going to see Stockport's true title credentials being proved today, but their 100% record has also gone. Uh, Bournemouth's record has also gone. Stockport having a rough start to season. 1-2-1, one, one. dear deal As I said, we'll touch on them in a minute. Grisby, haven't played on the opening day, sadly. Obviously, their match would have been uh, the opening weekend was postponed. Uh, I think it was against Yeovil. That match, obviously, due to COVID nineteen uh, complications. So that so they've had to wait a week to start their season further, and they, you know, may have helped them. It may have helped them for the better. They beat Weymouth by a goal to number four, drawing away to Stockport on Tuesday on Tuesday night. That would have been a back holiday game, and then a victory, a dramatic win today against Barney by four goals to three like it was an incredible match and if you see the BT highlights urge you to watch it uh, game with two red cards one for the manager Harry Kewell and for Josh Doherty, who had deliberate handball uh, to give away a penalty all of that coming off of Barnett leading the game by three goals to one at one point before a flurry of goals from Grimsby in the final 30 odd minutes. Uh, I don't know, 25 minutes as a matter of fact from McAtee Taylor and a stunning free kick by Alex Hunt to win the game for Grisby Town. Dramatic scenes as well from the fans at Blundell Park. A great performance from the from the Mariners and they've earned their stripes there, quite literally from that performance. Well done them. Well done them indeed. So the top five at the moment are the top five, and I have to say. You know, it, it just based on what I've seen and how many highlights I've watched, trust me, I've watched a lot of highlights. There's been a lot of impressive performances. There have been some solid, solid players out there doing as much as they can to prove their worth for their teams. And the one thing that I can agree with, with a lot of fans so far, is that Darren McMahon has got this right. Last season, Dagenham and Redbridge will feel that, you know, it wasn't. it's not a season that they would want to forget. But it's a season they'll definitely remember. So they put finished twelfth, but had a great unbeaten run towards the end of the season, which encouraged obviously fans to start believing that if they could get a bit more form and start to retain some of the players that they had, like which, similar to what Matt Gray did with Sutton, there could be a chance that mm, this team could go places. And they finished twelfth, but well, oh, they're starting the season like a house on fire but with the with their hundred percent record at the moment, unbeaten after four, so they could be have a chance to win on Borum Wood. I think Borum Wood, despite losing Shimanga, have a very very good team, and a lot of that squad carries experience, obviously of you know years in the, years in League Two and maybe even a long time in the National League as well. So many, so many. You know, fans will have hope that they'll rely on the likes of Tyrone Marsh. Scott Bowdoin is coming in this season. Jacob Montage moves across from Wilston. Scored a absolute howitzer uh, how going to start on last season. Uh, Kay Smith has scored this season as well. There's a lot of experience. This side will definitely flourish uh, as the weeks go by. We'll see if they'll be in the mix later on in the season. But it's a long, long year for these teams. A very long year. Looking at the rest of the sides who've played so far, Woking have had an interesting start to the season. Two wins for them. Uh, They started their season a week later as well, as some sides didn't get to begin on the 21st of August due to, as I mentioned earlier, COVID complications. But they, like I've I've said, had a great start to the season. Two wins in a row. uh, A 4-0 drubbing of Torquay United to add to that. Torquay obviously having recovered. We'll talk about that in a minute. But a great start to the season there. And Yes, they lost to the Halifax in between, but they've now scored in every single game. And for a side that we felt would have been near the bottom of the league uh, quite a while ago, they have certainly made it so they started the season in the right way uh, uh, right way so far. So credit to Alan Dowson and credit to the side he has so far. There's a lot of talent. There's players who have obviously looking to move up in the leagues or prove their worth in this division. So they've given it a right. They've given us a reason to, you know, put them in the picture. There's always going to be uh wild card. that was struggling last season working, now looking to prove their worth in the top 12. Wrexham, the big spenders. Unbeaten still, yes. They have four, go- four games gone, but... They've managed to do well enough to hold down an unbeaten run. Three draws and a win. The win was coming up against Eastleigh on the second weekend of the season. But they've had games where they've drawn three. And today, obviously, they drew two all with uh, South End United. Performed well, in fact. Record and Angus with the two goals after going two nil down. So they have some fight in them Do do the Welsh side. But they still need to improve and give, them, give themselves a fair chance at... Putting their name on the books in next season's, you know, in, in this season's uh, playoff picture, maybe even promotion picture. I've gone through Wrexham, Ulster, and what's a day for them? They started their season with a three-one win away at uh, Torquay United, a very, very good performance as well. Before losing 2 0 to Altrincham, but uh, they had a Altingham losing two-nil to Halifax. Apologies, uh, but they managed to recover well and against the side in Dover, are minus twelve at the moment. They gave them a game, did Dover? Two goals, two goals up inside 57. Two, two in the 57 minutes. Uh, two goals up in 57 minutes, I should say. But they recovered in the last 20. Smith and Colecloughs double for both sides for the home side gave them three points, and they did so well to earn their stripes there in the end. So well done to them, and we're gonna yeah, gotta keep an eye on what Ulster can do next because. Last season, they started very, very well, but just faded midway through. So if they can get a good start this year round and maintain that, then we'll probably be asking ourselves if they're going to be a serious threat in the top seven. They did only just come out of the National League North in 2020 via the playoffs. So encouraging signs for them still to be still something to be you know optimistic about. We talked about Halifax. Two wins for them so far this season, but also complemented by two defeats. And they were on, in front of the cameras today against Yeovil Town, who I'll touch on shortly. But they lost to Yeovil, as well as 2-1 uh, defeats to Maidenhead, which has sort of scuppered their season at the moment. Uh, however, there are two victories away to Woking, and a very good performance of that against Woking, and their victory against Altrigum has given Pete Walsham some hope, but after today, and there's a lot of reflection. I'm sure that he will want to pop, uh, that he'll want to perform to ponder on their loss against Yeovil Town. Speaking of Yeovil, talk of the Devils. They lost to Kingsley on the opening day, but recovered on Bank Holiday Monday to win two one away at Aldershot. But yes, as I mentioned, Pete Wildside side did not have a good day at Yeovil today from the BT Carers. Yeovil's one and only goal came from the penalty spot after Joe quickly smashed home from the smashed her right down the middle, following a foul inside the box on Knowles, which led to... Uh, was it Knowles? I think it was Wakefield, actually. Charlie Wakefield was brought down in the box, and referee had no choice but to point to the spot. So, in the end, a h- incredible, an incredible uh, result for the home side. Not a good night for Halifax. Pete Wells sent off after, uh, you know, let's say, angering the referee a fair few times, enough to the point where... <laughs> he had to, he had to get booked in the space of a minute twice, so that the referee had no choice but to send him back to the stands. He'll serve a touchline ban now. He'll take some encouragement though. For well, he'll take some encouragement from the performance against against all the shop but they need to improve in the next few weeks. Or do Halifax, Yeovil Town. Good, good recovery. They won on Monday, won today. Darren side well drilled. They do need to start taking more of their chances. However, it's not look. It's not good that they've uh, not had the potency required to retain uh, retain a real sustained push. Last season, obviously, they but last year, in fact, Halifax they ever met in the playoffs, and so uh, you know there are a few that will feel that. If the two sides had improved, then who knows where they could have been? Could they have been in a higher position? Could they have been in the EFL already? Who knows? I've the past is the past, but today is today. We're going to have to see more from uh, Yeovil in terms of an attacking Apple. if we're going to be convinced by them being a serious contender in the upcoming season, uh, especially with who is in and around them. Maidenhead United you know? pass. what well, What game against Torquay four three today. From four 0 down, they've put three goals back through goals from Ch- uh, and Masi and Aqua. How they'll live without Danilo Orsi is going to be an interesting topic. Who's he's moved up to League uh, League Two, of course, but even still, plenty of optimism and plenty of hope that they can muster something under Alan Demashir. He's recovered, he recovered them from somewhat, you know, relegation candidates for the relegation or scrapped for last season, so they really just played for marbles. Really, It's a strong finish. Allowed them to have, it's allowed some hope to creep in to the to the ranks at to the ranks at York Road. So who knows what they'll do this season? But some potential is definitely there, and I'm hoping they can, like as we have been saying many times before, they actually put a sustained push in. And we're big fans of Maidenhead. Not so much bias, obviously here, but we're big fans of how they run. The fans of their club talk, you know, passionately about them. They really do love their football club. Um, Weymouth what a season they last season was for them. First time in the in the top division of the of the league. Some of us would have felt that had they had a, a sustained push, they would have been higher they were much higher up in the in the National League. But they learned a lot from last season. They'll, they'll take some hope this year and some experience into this season knowing that they can contend with plenty of sides in the EFL. So that's not to, you know, rule them out too early in terms of being assigned sign in the bottom. Brian Stock has got a side that can score goals, that can prove themselves worthy in big games. And today they did such, just, uh, just that. 4-3 again Somebody so goals. 50 of in the National League. Uh, two goals from Bradley Ash. Leslie Smith and McCoy also on the score sheet. Those, everyone there play have played a great, uh, great game this afternoon and no one could... Discourage them from being seen as contenders for the top half of the table. I would think give them a fair crack at it if they have imperious, on which they've been in the National League South They can be the side to you know threaten the the books in the next few weeks Moving on from Weymouth to Southend the new side in the e, in the National League from the EFL have been there for such a long long time A baptism of fire. Winning away to Kings Lynn. Losing to Stockport. Before drawing nearly with Wilston. And then Rexton today. So much still for them to learn. So much for them to still adapt to. In terms of how to play in this league. And how to perform in this division. But once they've nailed it. And I think they will. They should be up and... There and thereabouts in the top seven this season because there will be a lot of fans there that will want them to get out of the division as quickly as possible. But they should bring some, a brand of entertaining football down with down instead. So let's let's hope that they can provide us with that. Stockport County, I've earmarked them as one of, I'm them as one of my favourites to go up this season. And I'll tell you who I think again in a minute who I think that will be in the promotion and who will be the playoff winners. However, crikey is all I can say. They have been spending big. They've still got some talent there. Paddy Madden, I mentioned John Rooney and Ben, ben Eastcliff, who's one of the best goalkeepers last season. 18 cliches, I think it was. Experience in Hogan and Palmer. So much talent in that team. I could talk all night, but. There's Simon Rusk has built a reputation the last year or so. If that team can perform and prove them worth prove themselves worthy in the top half of the table, it can def, they'll definitely be a team that I'd say will challenge for league for the league this season. So they've they've got they've got they've had they've got time and games in their hand to show themselves in a good light this season. But so far, defeat away at home to the Daggers didn't prove to be a good start to the season. They'll need to improve on that in near rapid form. Meanwhile, a victory away to Southend before two 0 0-0 draws in a row to Grimsby and to Wood have seen the goals temporarily dry up. But I'd say we're not we've not seen the last of uh, we've not seen the last of Stockport's goal scoring yet, and I hope that's the case for for the upcoming season. Bromley, one of the one of the sides that have been I would say, under the radar. This window, they've let go a few of their old stalwarts. Jack Holland, Frankie Raymond have both moved on. Uh, ben Williamson, also a prolific goal scorer at the level, has also moved on from there. But, he's retu- he's given it a right or go has has Freddie Woodman. Uh, Andy Woodman, sorry. And the encouragement is clear. They still have only one goalkeeper in Mark Cousins, so I'm hoping to have a sub keeper available, but they have experience now. Ola Sounmi will be one. Oh my, will be one to look out for. Corey Roberts is coming down to the National League after a, coming out of the National League, and he's been brilliant for them in the last year or so. So keep an eye out for them. They still have that experience, the mention of and Trotter, ex-Millwall players. They've got a few decent players in experience. Sam Skeffington, also Millwall loney had a decent spell at Barnet last season. So if he gets a a fair crack of the whip. Who knows what may come of him in this uh, in the white of Bromley. Uh, up front, To Louis Dennis, Michael Cheek. We can't speak highly enough of him. This guy scores almost every week nowadays for Bromley. Top scorer last season with 21 goals. Let's see if he can provide the necessary goals for them to stay in that top seven hunt. He is obviously the player who's been tied by many to be a League 2 player in the next year or so, but so for him to still be there. I mean, I could say more, I could say less than about probably but they are definitely a team to look out for. Kings then have survived in the division. They've played the most games, I believe, so far, with five. They've played five matches so far. Uh in the in 2020 2021 one-22. Their preseason friendly against Peterborough a 1-0 win. But the League form has fluctuated. Defeat at home to uh, Sir United, winning against Yeovil, and then defeat to Colchester followed up with a dramatic 3-3 against Eastleigh today which saw a fabulous free kick from Brett McGavin in the last few minutes all that after after a, a great game I'll we'll talk about Eastleigh very shortly but yeah Kingsley have to improve on last season and I think even not only does the owner but everybody else at that club knows that they've they were you know lucky to come up to the division from the National League North they need to improve on on last season's efforts this season So, fingers crossed they could do that. Kingston, keep an eye out for them. Torquay United. Now, I'm not going to spend too long. I'd love to, uh, talking about them. But, obviously, Torquay were the team that were on the wrong side of Hartlepool's success in that playoff final uh, back in Bristol earlier this year. Dramatic game and dramatic circumstances for them to lose that match the way they did. But... I thought they'd start this season with all the intentions to be in that hunt to become National League champions, having pushed Sutton all the way last season for, to the very last football match that you could possibly they, they could they could hold them out for. Ultimately, though, it just it just seemed one match too many for them, and a draw against Stockport County set it up for Sutton United to win the league the following week. Sure enough, uh, uh sure enough, it's exactly what Sutton got. But this year and oh, how are you say? how do I say this? Gary Johnson's side have had a very difficult start to the season. Losing at home to Altringham, drawing with Notts County, who well they that was a great game, of course. But lo- then losing 4-0 to Woking and then a 3-4 away to Maiden, which have, you have to say, this, they won. But they certainly are not firing on all cylinders right now. They have lost Carl Cameron. Scott Bowden has moved on. Josh Romero who's there too. A lot of players that were there last season that helped try to help them get, just push them over the line are no longer there. So they have, they have. I hope, I hope, opportunities to recruit others that can bolster that team tenfold. Who knows? I'm, I'm none one, none the wiser, but. As long as they win games the way they've done today against Maidenhead by the scorelines that they have and maybe score four and retain a clean sheet, they have a chance. They have a chance. So encouragement's there, but they just have to improve their performances in uh, in games where they're leading because they can't afford to let goals like those, the three that they let in today, happen again. Soliholt Moors, another one of the sides to keep an eye on yet to win this season. Now on the sides that have yet to win so far in the National League. Four games uh, gone for some. This, they've only played three because they missed uh, a match out due to COVID-19 hitting uh, one of their opposition sides. But encouragement again, still worth uh, worth straining. They are a side that can score goals, that can encourage uh, a positive attacking play. Yes, they can see the four home today and... Give them the chance. If they, if Neil Ardley can produce a consistent side, a winning side, there's every single every chance possible. They will be a team to watch out for this season. Ryan Boots still one of the best keepers in the league for me. Tara Williams, Jordan Cranston have been stalwarts in that side. But it's up front for me. You gotta keep an eye on really. Adam Rooney's still there. He could, if when he finds his form, become a key man in that team. So far though, Joe Sabara has been the man to watch. He scored the most goals for them. He's been he scored two today, in fact. And if encouraged enough, he could he will be their talisman this year, mark my, my words. He will if he keeps fit, he's their talisman. Will still yet to win a game. Two draws though in a row may give them some encouragement, especially for Stuart Maynard as he's embarking on a early early career in management. He only took over in February. Still learning the roads, but I think he's giving a right on go, and so are his Wilston side. Yes, they need to avoid the season out last season when they conceded 97-98 goals in the in the end. So there's a lot of encouragement. The side, though would love to well their side is a, a threatening team. They came up from the National League South as well in 2020. They were happy to see relegation and they'll not be uh, not be fulfilled. If they can stay consistent and avoid losing too many games, they should hover mid-table if they, if they just improve their defensive uh, efforts a bit more. I mean, they have bolstered a lot at their back, mine. So, looking at who they have, Matt Booster's coming this year, El- Elefariu. Uh, Eleftherio is in that team as well. Nicola Tavares is coming. He's someone who's only 22, but was at Crystal Palace a little while ago. So he has that experience of Premier League under 23's football, but he's looking to move on. Veteran Dan Wishart's in that team as well. Oh, a National league veteran, I would say. He played at Sutton and Maidstone in the last couple, of the last few years. In the midfield, the teams have, uh, has Medi- most teams have Medellito in them, tends to be a good team, but not all of them. But Medellito will be a key man in that side. Fasanand as well. Reese Brown has moved across from su- championship winning Sutton to Wildstone for this season. How, how What, season, what season he had last year joining the club in January and manages to become a National League title winner. So props to him. He stayed in the division to try and help Wilston get into the side. Uh, and uh, finally, their key man. Obviously, they lost Ross yet, but Josh Murray should be a key, uh, player to keep an eye on this season. He's moved across from Torquay United. He scored a, few, a goal. If you got to exit the season before last, if he stays fit, he's a key man in their team. Eastley, who finished the play- who, who would have finished the play this season, uh, last season, had they not been, um, had they not been. Lacking form right at the very end, I would have thought would have been a playoff side, but ultimately he fell short. And they are starting the season in a way that I didn't expect them to. But Ben Stravers is learning on the learning the ropes as he goes along. As a lot of this side will be trying to unify for the common cause of getting back into the top eight. They've started the season quite badly, two defeats in a row to Wrexham and to Bromley. A 3 0 defeat to Bromley, the one that stands out for me, but. A 3-3 draw at home. I mentioned, obviously, that free kick from McGavin. They will need to live without Adam Marriott, who was there last season, to try and carry them over the line in the playoffs. He moved across to Barnet, but still not enough at the moment for them. Not enough goals at the moment if, uh, to be able to prove to me that they are able to be in the top seven. But we'll gloss more over that uh, closer to uh, their next game, which is against Barnett away, which... Oof. With Barnett, he have got a lot... To, I wish I could... Again, there's a lot about them we could talk about, but it's a short pod tonight, not a long one. Barnett themselves, one point in, one point on the board, no wins, one draw, three defeats. They've been, for me, the heaviest spenders in the National League this season, bringing in a plethora of players, and I've watched them during pre-season, but they've had a horrible start under Harry Kuehl. Three defeats, a total of... about... Is that nine goals 10 11 goals scored uh conceded, 12 goals conceded four scored and I thought the freaking likes of Barrt and and Co would have encouraged them to potentially become a much better side but they just have they haven't been able to maintain uh haven't been able to retain some sort of discipline or a, at the very least. Uh, confident attacking output. Yes they're winning but they scored three goals today but at the back it all went wrong and going down to ten men didn't help either. Honestly though the names they have in this team Josh Payne, Ben Nugent, Sirhat Tazdemir, F. Mason Mitch Brundle, Joe Widowson, some of these players have been in or have been there and thereabouts when it comes to the National League top half of the table. They've done it all. How on earth they've not been able to get a start to the season, I don't know. But it beats me. Hopefully, they'll be able to get back on the winning track very soon. Harry making, uh making changes that will hope to get the best out of them. But the Barnet owners are impatient nowadays. And they want them back up there sooner rather than later. Let's see if they'll recover their season in double-quick timeout at home to Easton next Saturday. And then Aldershot with the the only team without a point on the board this season. Four straight defeats so far in the National League. For Danny Soul. it's got to improve. His side have, have had good starts to the season before, but if I'm an Aldershot fan, I'd be concerned but not worried just yet. There's still a long way to go. And this side can hopefully deliver and entertain their masses sooner sooner rather than later. I think they've got a good team. They just need to be patient. Dover starts in the season with three games gone but no wins. And they could today have come away with a point away to Altshagan but conceded late on in the 86th minute from the penalty spot. So this is probably going to be a hard season for them. I think he has the title of the manager there has has little to no players and will need to rely on every single one of them low knees or not to be able to not only play for what's offered for what's what they can pay for what they can for these players but also give them a fair chance at exposing themselves in this league because they're starting on minus 12 and they have to win four games at least to get back to zero Three defeats in a row haven't helped. But there's a long way to go for them this season. But I think their earmarks. as guaranteed relegation. Because of their. uh, Infractions from last season. If you may remember last year. Dover did not play a number of games. Due to financial concerns. That the National League. Didn't overlook. And it forced them to. Obviously abandon their plans. To play football this season. So. Uh, for the, sorry, the rest of the, last, um, apologies, for the rest of last season. They abandoned those plans instead. So they were fined for it, £40,000, and were given a points deduction for, for that, as well as their results expunged from the 2020-21 season records. Obviously, teams who profited from taking points off them will feel a bit hard done by because, at the end of the day, those points may have been the difference between them promoted, relegated, playoffs or not. You know, the past has got, come and gone, so can't really drool on that one for too much longer. I will very quickly give you my champions, my pro- playoff winners. I can't give you my playoff predicted size just yet. We'll save that for when Tom and Oliver come back, or if not, one or one or one of the other. We'll save that for them, but wants to watch targets and winners and playoff winners, so... For my title winners, it's going to be a tear-up between Stockport County and... Uh, it's a tough one. Dag, I'd say because they have formed so far, Dagenham and a Redbridge, because they've got such a really strong team, a, a cohesive unit again, and Derek Mark McMahon has got a side there. Yes, they're without Angelo Ballanta. However, that does not distract them from, you know, the effort that they're trying to... Puts in to get that side back into the EFL. They've been away for a little while now. However, they're a a dead cert for me to be in that hunt this season. Meanwhile, uh, Stockport County, I think last season proved enough for me that they should be there and thereabouts. They spent their most money. Some of them, large amount of money last season. And uh, just to get in the playoffs. And they have enough experience in the likes of... um, in the likes of Rooney and Madden, in Hogan, Hinch, Hinge, uh, Hinchcliffe, and Hitchliffe, sorry, and others, to to get them through those tough games this season, if they're able to do it, they will be a side that I feel can threaten and be in that top title hunt. Uh, I can't ignore Wrexham. Wrexham has spent an ex- absurd amount of money since the arrival of the Hollywood stars, but if they are able to. You know if they're able to get a run of form going at home, which I think is where they need to pick up the majority of their points. A home form, uh, a run of home victories should do the trick for them, and that for me is, their, is what I think will get them into the hunt for promotion. But my team is Stockport County, I think Stockport will win the league just based on their sheer ability to score goals, they grind out results. Simon Rusk has got them well drilled on a good day, and they can be a team. That will and more, and more or less get them through that hard time this season. I know it will disappoint a lot of fans to hear that, but that's who I feel will be in uh in the in the title picture or will win the league. Playoff winners, one of either Wrexham, Knotts County, or oof, one of either Knotts. Wrexham, Knotts County, or Torquay United. One of those three will be a playoff winner. If I'm putting money on it, Notts County, because a, they could win the league with the players they have and how good, you know, Barclough has been recently. But that aside, I think that think Wrexham should really be a side. that be aiming to win the league. I've said Stockport, though. But Wrexham should aim to win the league or be there and thereabouts. If not, it'll be them and Notts County that should be there to win the competition this year. And the ones to watch, as they, a lot of the uh, opponents of BT Sport i have done, are Dagenham and Redbridge. Derek McMahon's side have started like a house on fire and I put them in as my (laughs) team to watch before then anyway but nevertheless props are due because they've performed brilliantly in the last few weeks and they should really have hold some hope that they will be a side in the thick of it towards the end of the season so I've waffled for 45 minutes 48 minutes in fact so uh, that, for me, I hope is sufficient enough of a podcast for you. And I'm going to now rest my voice for future matters. And another podcast will come out next week. I hope to release one. We hope to get one released to you next Sunday, Monday. Myself, Tom and Co. will be able to uh, give you, you know, give you more of an insight to the week's National League and also, uh, you know, our thoughts into the, into who should be there and thereabouts. You've heard mine, but. Tom and I hope Oliver will be with us next week to gloss over a few more things. We'll, they're also the National League North and South experts. So while the National League North and South seasons have started, and my goodness, there's been a lot of exciting uh, football being played there. 9-0 victory of today over Gloucester City. Just one of the highlights of the day. <laughs> Well, in the National League South, it's been good. Uh, also, actually, let's give them a bit of love, actually, before I sign off. National League North, has been good start of file Brackley, and Kidderminster, who are all unbeaten at the start of the season. Well, onto the heat as well, who've gone four games without defeat so far. So, Tom, who's, uh, who lives close by uh, Gatehead, will t- who has yeah, close allegiance with Gatehead, will take something from that. But he's done well. He's done very well at the start of this season. Um... Plenty of, of contenders for me. far obviously pretty main favourites, but Gloucester have had a horrible downfall recently, having been top of the league last season. And I thought, even though the season was could tell they'd strengthen on that, they did lose Acquasanti and James Rowe both to Chesterfield. Nevertheless, <laughs> nevertheless, I um, I think they definitely are a side that need to get this season back on track as soon as possible. Nevertheless. Swiftly moving on. I don't want to uh, drool on too much one's particular team. But, Chorley's 9-0 win. Top scorers in the league right now along with Curzon and Ashton with 10. In fact, second top scorers with 10 so far with Curse and Ashton. 12 uh, goals have been scored by Fylde in their unbeaten run so far. Four wins in a row before a draw today away from home against Kettering Town. So, their side to keep an eye on and will be a threat this year. Absolutely a threat. Uh, near the bottom, Hereford and Darlington haven't had the best starts of the season. Yet. Darlington yet to win in, in the National League North, but you know patience is the virtue, and all good things come to those who wait. Hereford, who obviously are still, uh, who lost the FA Trophy final at Wembley, were the overwhelming favourites against Hornchurch, but in the end, a great, greatly, greatly disappointing one day. Losing three one, they should still really take some heart and hope that this season they can stre- go from strength to strength. In National League South, Dartford won today as well as having a Walsalluvial. Maidston, who have been some of the heavy spenders, have been absolutely tearing it up in uh, in the South Division. Rory Deakins, a player like a house on fire. Juan Luque as well, as well as Regan Booty. They've been a, they're a side. They all score today. They are a side that I want you all to keep on eye this season. If they get it right, they will be a playoff-threatening side. Early table so far, Startford five out of five. Went there in pre-season to cover Sutton, but they beat Sutton three one. And if it, if anything, <laughs> they are the, they're definitely you know worth every single bit of the credit they're getting so far for the start of the season. They've been truly magnificent. Uh, so far, and if they keep their form up, if they keep being patient, National League football will be coming back to Dartford very, very soon. Mason, close second. I mentioned how they start the season, but they've been—they have themselves been fantastic so far. Concord Rangers third, with their with a great, with well, a year to remember. I'd say yes, they played at Wembley and didn't beat how good, but they have so many happy memories. I'm sure of their of their you know of their time in the FA in the FA. Trophy, I think it was 2020 competition. They're using that momentum and the money from it to potentially show their worth in this division. If they can do it, I think they'll have every chance of being top uh, you know, in fact you know top seven. Let's give it that, let's give them that top seven side of the season. have a wall of your Chippenham FC and Braintree round off that top seven at the moment. Uh, only the for only four sides in that top seven are beaten. Brentford obviously three one draw three wins. Sorry, one win three draws. That one came against Hamill Hempstead. Um, <sighs> for Town, who Oliver Smart said weren't not going to be the you know the side to, uh, we're not going to be as good in the league as other, many thought. Well, they started the season brilliant last season, I thought we you know threw a bet on him if uh, they did well the uh, in the the end, but the, it doesn't count now because of the moot. When the league finished in the end, sadly. But well, two wins out of three games. Yeah, they've lost one, but they're certainly looking like the part at the moment. They're looking the part. Dungeon Hamlet beats Heimel Hebster six nil last week. Drew two two with Eastbourne this afternoon. Uh a good game as well. So keep an eye on keep an eye on Danny on Darry Danny Rose's side. They're a team that have all the potential to threaten the top seven this season, Dalitch. And they might look they're the local National League club for me. So our trip down there is overdue this season. Um looking down the table, we have Herbert obviously rock bottom poor, our friend of the show, Lee Burton working hard to try and get that side. They're playing top football and trying to play O'Brien will be entertaining, but they need to get some wins on the ball soon. So you know, fingers crossed they'll do well. Billy Ricky are just outside there by a point but also taking into account they've only played four games so yeah they've got time on their hands as well to get up the league table hopefully very very soon uh fa cup weekend obviously this weekend as well so a few teams played in that competition but i urge you all obviously to support your sides if you've watched them this afternoon you won congratulations commiserations to those who have been eliminated from the first qualifying round the second qualifying round draw is coming up this week so we'll find out very, very soon. I'm looking to cover one of those games. So I'll let you know which one it's going to be but uh, very soon. But uh, all the best to those who have qualified and those who haven't. Uh, all congratulations commiserations to you. And hopefully the rest of your season is a lot more fruitful. Uh, that's it from me. I hope you enjoyed this long hour of me talking to, into the wilderness and it's not something I'm keen on doing I don't mind Tom being here to help me take the pressure off but I hope he'll join me later this week to touch on more of the National League material and also great stories that we've had so far in terms of the way the season's gone so far in all three divisions I get, I guess I we, we are in for a dramatic year if last year had anything to go by the Premier Division was the only thing we could rely on for entertainment this year with all three leagues going on who knows? Huh? Who knows? Um, please, if you could, everyone, thank uh, give give me a bit of love and f- do this for me. If you like what you listened to today, hit the hit uh, whatever hit subscribe on whatever platform you were uh, listening from today on for this podcast. Also, I encourage encourage you to follow our social medias if you want to hear more about when we go live or release a show. Uh, we have a lot of plans for this season in terms of expanding the pod and also getting many as many guests as possible on so we do it the best we can uh, offshore but when we're all busy as profession- professional commentators now it's not as simple as you know we thought it would be um, yeah I urge you all though please keep up with us follow us on twitter nt92pod same on, on, on instagram at nt92 underscore pod and more as well on our. If you want more, if you want to ask us more questions on the way the season will go with so far, or even give us your thoughts, please email us at nt90pod uh, at podcast at nt 90 podcom and we'll be able to read those out on your on the show this season. We want more of a fan involvement this year, so I urge you please get involved because the show isn't the same without you fans. What tuning in? But enough from me. Thank you so much, everyone. I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I'm going to let my voice rest now, but uh, please tune in next week. Will Me and Tom will be back to cover more of the dramatic season that we've had so far in the National League and plenty more twists and turns to come in this 21-22 season. Until next week, please take care of one another and if you don't know now, now you know. Okay, see you soon. Bye-bye.